Welcome to The Sharp Show, coming at you from Memphis, Tennessee, to discuss today's topic, cloud computing. What is it and what can it do for you? Taking specific examples from OnLive, one of the most popular commercial cloud computing services available today. Now, what is cloud computing? Many people know what the cloud is in general terms. We know that in services like Gmail, our emails aren't just stored in a specific device. We can read them from any computer with an internet connection. These services are provided to us at any location we desire, but those services also take their toll on our devices. Try to run a program that requires too much processing power on an outdated computer, and you'll notice that the computer slows to a crawl, if it can even run the program at all. Cloud computing gets around this by performing all of the computing needs on a server located with the provider. Maintenance is performed by those providers, and updates are their responsibility. And this allows older computers that can no longer run the necessary software to access these programs, but this becomes even more important when you factor in how you can effectively rent these programs. Only need the specialized application services for a month? Rent it from a cloud computing provider. Want to try that new game to see if it's worth your time? Get a three-day pass from OnLive and try it out for a couple of bucks. Now, how can this be useful to you, the consumer? As I mentioned earlier, older computers benefit the most from cloud computing. My own personal computer is still relatively new, but its video card is no longer advanced enough to run many of the newer PC games. With cloud computing, I can run new PC software on my Mac, assuming that my internet connection is good enough. And assuming that the controls are optimized, I could even run the newest games on my Samsung phone or my iPad. All at this time, only live streaming is available. OnLive is actually starting to offer their streaming services on certain Vizio smart TVs and Blu-ray players, although those would require the purchase of an extra controller to provide the necessary input. So what is OnLive? OnLive is a cloud computing service that has become the face and patent holder of a new term, cloud gaming. It makes use of cloud computing services and until recently focused those services slow, solely on video games. The service was created by Steve Perlman, the gentleman responsible for QuickTime and Web TV. He released OnLive in June of 2010 with a monthly service fee of $15, which did not include the purchase of whatever game you might wish to play. Effectively, you are paying $15 a month for the ability to play a game you had to purchase separately. Combined with some of the drawbacks that I will get to later, most gamers were not happy, and the monthly service fee was dropped a couple months later in October of 2010. Despite receiving millions of dollars in investments from companies such as Warner Brothers and AT&T, the company was mismanaged and due to some poor bargaining power, sold for $4.8 million of its originally estimated $1.8 billion worth. The buyers were able to keep the new company name and hire back many of the laid-off employees and has been able to diversify its services to now offer a Windows Server 2008 desktop environment on iPads and Android tablets. Fortunately for buyers such as myself, we still have access to all the games we've previously purchased, so very little has changed as far as consumers are concerned. So with a little bit of the history out of the way, why should we be interested in cloud gaming, especially where OnLive is concerned? Aside from making sure your own computer has a good internet connection, there's no maintenance, no updates, and no hardware concerns to be had. You may not need to purchase new hardware ever. Just get high-speed internet, and your clunky old computer can handle it. There are a variety of devices that work with OnLive. I would love to someday run the newest games directly on my phone while at work, then get home and pick up where I left off on my big screen TV. As it is, I can run popular PC games without having to use Boot Camp to switch over to Windows 7, and I don't need to worry about my video cards. And while OnLive does not do this, many cloud computing services only have you pay for the services you use. I hate paying $60 for a game that I may not play more than a few hours of. If I could be charged, say, a dollar an hour, I could play until I get tired of the game and move on to something different.
OnLive does offer something similar, though, in that $10 would give you a monthly play pass to play any games you would like within that month. This is basically a streaming Netflix for games, although with a much more limited selection. This could be a great way to play a variety of games for a very inexpensive price. Now, if cloud gaming is so good, why haven't more people used its services? Many expensive servers are needed to host the computing processes that these games require. Because your computer isn't performing these processes, the server has to do so in addition to send you data for you to provide input. So this server has to run the game for me, send the image back to my screen, take my input into account, run it through its own server, then send me back the result. It does this with compressed visuals, but this also leads to much lower visual quality with resolutions anywhere from 480 to 720 versus the 1080p that many advanced gamers are now used to. This may be a moot point, though, as many of the people that would be using the service would not already have access to higher-grade systems. With these processes, there is a slight delay. You take action in a game, and there's a very small delay in performing that action. There's a good reason why many of the games offered are not quite as fast-paced as many of the games offered on consoles. The service would be, have too hard of a time keeping up with it. Because these processes need to be run, the service requires anywhere from 2 meg, uh, megabytes per second to the recommended 5 megabytes per second. Those aren't reasonable speeds, but they definitely require a high-speed internet plan. Furthermore, all of this is dependent on your internet connection. So if your internet goes out, so does your gaming time. And if your internet is too slow, the game won't run at all. This would also cause a problem for those with capped internet plans. All of the data streaming that has to take place could potentially eat through a person's data allowance a little too quickly. Furthermore, there's higher prices on this site than there are in stores. There are a couple of deals to be had, but many games still priced at their full PC market price, when they can now be had for a fraction of that cost. So, with all this in mind, what will the future hold for cloud computing and cloud gaming? I think cloud computing will continue to grow as there will always be a need to rent out services on a temporary or discounted basis, especially where technology is concerned. Cloud gaming will have a tougher time of it, though. Despite OnLive being a media darling only a couple of years ago, there are far too many shortcomings where latency is concerned. I'm not quite sure how OnLive can expect to make a decent profit when they have to concern themselves with thousands of servers to run these games. The money will need to be made somewhere, and the consumers aren't quite willing to fit the bill. There's some hope for cloud gaming services, though, and the popular cloud gaming rival to OnLive, Gaiki, was purchased by Sony last year, and the new PS4 that was just announced a few days ago will be using its services to stream game demos. Although the new PlayStation will have more than enough processing power, this streaming is rumored to use cloud computing to some degree, especially if all the necessary information can be stored on Gaiki servers to prevent pirating. Square Enix, the publishers of the Final Fantasy series, have also started providing ad-supported yet otherwise free popular games on web browsers, further broadening the appeal of cloud gaming. What happens next will largely depend on the need of the consumers. If PC gamers have a hard time keeping up with the ever-increasing cost of upgrading their $2,000 gaming computers, they may turn to cloud gaming services to help decrease that cost. Latency is a huge issue at this point, though, and any PC gamer that has spent $2,000 to reduce this on their own systems will likely not be interested in live. For everyone else, cloud gaming remains a viable option. This is Jason Sharp, signing off.